right, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday. Um, I thought you were going to say Friday for some reason, and it's not even Friday. I was going to say hump day, technically, but then I was like, well, no, it comes out on a Tuesday, so I'll say Tuesday. Yeah, we're recording on a weird day today. Yes, we are. Um, this is Midwest Madness, your local i'm just kidding <laughs> well if they're listening on the minnesota pod app oh right it is local your local slash not local <laughs> cult conspiracy true crime and cryptid podcast that's emily i'm danielle and we are going to be hearing from danielle today yes she's gonna tell us a lovely little story about something that i do not know Oh, my notes are not as long as I thought they were. Oh, well. That's okay. We'll it do our best. Okay. So, um, I'm actually going to be telling you uh, two different crimes because they connected to one another. Okay. Um, we're going to start with Nancy Ludwig. So, this sounds on February 17th, 1991, Nancy arrived uh, in Detroit at the Detroit Metro Airport from Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport after working a flight for Northwest Airlines where she was a flight attendant. Ooh. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like the best job? That's so weird. We have flight attendants in both of our stories this week. Which was... Northwest. What a throwback. I know, right? Because they they were swallowed by Delta. So... We used to be Northwest brats <laughs> oh yeah because that's all dad flew yeah because they were based out of minneapolis yeah so it was like oh yes yeah, northwest <laughs> what a fun job that would be i think um i have a friend who's a flight attendant and like super loves it so yeah i know a couple of people too and yeah if i didn't have a dog i would totally look into it yeah well you know you can always leave yeah but with you have me. to like leave on short notice and that's true yeah he's my f- he's my favorite non-lab boy though I know. I have to be really specific now because we have two boy dogs in our life. Yep. <laughs> and they're both my favorite. Um, so Nancy was a pretty brunette in her late 40s. She gets to her hotel. Um, it was a, I think it was a Radisson. Um, checks in and heads to her hotel room on the third floor. The next morning, the housekeeper bypasses her room due to the do not disturb sign on her door. Several hours later, Nancy's body was found on the floor of her hotel room in a pool of blood. Oh. Yeah. Um, she had been raped and her throat had been cut almost to the point where, like, she was decapitated. That's terrible. Yeah. So it was not, like, a mild scene. Like, I it was a bad scene. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, she had other stab wound- wounds. Um. And one of my sources said that, like, this, they thought that it was um, evidence that she had been tortured before she was oh, killed. Oh, that makes me so sad. Yeah, because they, like, weren't super deep stab wounds. Yikes. That's, um, like, one of my biggest fears. That was the only source that said that, though, so I don't know for sure. Okay. But either way, that's, like, super, super sad. Um okay i had a brain fart <laughs> okay when I co- oh, oh i was gonna say um can you tell me at least if this is solved or unsolved it is solved okay good yeah Whew. hotels we gotta talk about hotel safety too yeah we definitely definitely <laughs> can um we'll have time at the end of this because okay. it's not super long 
Um, the TV was on to a news station and police had very little evidence to go on. All of her personal effects were missing, which was two um, air, airline um, suitcases. So, like, they said, like, Northwest Airlines right. on them. And she had two of those suitcases. And then her purse was also missing. Um, the killer left a bloody rag in the bathroom and had taken a shower in her room and then changed their clothes and left. So, Gross. like, they didn't leave their clothes w- there. But, did like... they... Go ahead. Did they bring a change of clothes with them that's what it sounded like to me so this is like planned yeah yeah that's what it sounded like to me because police said that well i guess if you're stabbing you someone yeah and you're getting blood everywhere yeah you can't just like walk out in a hotel and be like yeah see you later yep exactly um dna did not match, or they it did match someone from another crime but they didn't have a name that was attached to that crime yet so that crime was also unsolved so it was like a jane doe or something um oh you mean an, the name of the suspect yes okay yeah so this suspect had also done another crime but they hadn't solved that one yet either do you have like a did you mention a time of death um like a year no 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 like when did did she die like right after she got some time in the, in night. the night okay um, there is a theory for what happened. I don't know if it would, if it's a hundred percent true or not, but I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Um, the police took other samples from her body because again, she'd been raped. So there was that. Um, and then they found a fingerprint in her hotel room that didn't match anybody that had been in that room recently. So like, did they, they go back to like old guests and everything? Yeah, from okay. what it sounded like, yes. That's because that's kind of tough. Yeah, especially the hotel room. Yeah, it's a hotel room, um, but they also got like staff and then um, anybody who worked with Nancy. They got their fingerprints just in case they'd been in her room and like so they just couldn't match this fingerprint to anybody. Um. So. The killer was spotted by another flight attendant putting Nancy's luggage into a Monte Carlo, but the witness couldn't give more detail than that. They um, they also, he was a male flight attendant, and he said that he saw the guy leaving mm-hmm. and that their uniform, or what he thought was their uniform, and I'm assuming are just the blood-stained clothes, um, were, like, bundled up under his arm, and he was like, oh, my God, you're uniform is going to be so wrinkled tomorrow like that was like his first thought because he thought he was another flight attendant because he saw the bags Mm -hmm. um and like did he say what time that was that was at night it was late at night okay so um the killer or a suspect person of interest whatever, whatever um was also spotted by another flight attendant who was running the stairs for her workout in the stairwell on Nancy's floor. So they were, you know, they were just like trying to get their workout in and they would run up and down the stairs. Yeah. And they saw him just like hanging out in the stairwell on the third floor. Okay. Um, and then a third person spotted them. They were an employee. Um, and they also spotted the person in the stairwell. And both of those witnesses said that he gave off a really creepy vibe. But the employee wasn't like, hey, can I help you? Which, like, just in my opinion, if you work hospitality and someone gives you the creeps, maybe make a point to talk to them. 
I would not because See, I am a scaredy cat and but, I would just like skirt, skirt the other direction. Here's here's my thinking on that though. Is like if they know they've been spotted by you, maybe they won't do what they're going to do because they know someone has seen them now. Or I mean, even if you don't like engage with them, even if you just like make a note to yourself, like it yeah. was this time, this is what they looked like, this that's, is what they're wearing. That's fair. I mean, I just... I'm thinking like maybe it'll deter someone from doing something. If they I, know. I get your th- your thought process on it, but you also and don't want to like put don't, yourself yeah, in exactly. danger. And I'm not saying that it's this guy's fault that he didn't talk to them and see like be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, because who knows, you know, yeah. and like you don't want to as a, an employee, you don't always want to like interrupt the customer. You know, you could be just like a dick and just like freak out at you. You know, you just don't know. But so I guess like I see where you're coming from, but I also I'm just like, why didn't you like just if you had talked to him and been like, can I help you? Maybe it would have freaked him out enough. I don't. But it probably. Who knows? If he was like determined enough where he brought his own change of clothes. That's true. That's true. Um, I wonder why he chose names. And it didn't help that security at this hotel was terrible. There were no cameras. The doors were not locked at night. So, like, anybody could walk in. This is in the 90s? Uh, yeah, I think it 91. was. 91. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then another weird thing that one of my sources said was that they... So, when you would go to the counter to check in, you would... There was, like... And it was a, a video that I watched and it had um, a notebook on the counter that had like your name, your room number, and then you would sign it when you got there. Mm. So literally anybody who walked into the building could go over and see like Emily room 407 and then like that you had signed in. I hate that. Right? Isn't that so creepy? It's just that doesn't make much sense to no. me. No. And I was I was thinking like, okay, what would I have done <laughs> if I was in a situation where like that was what they wanted me to do? I was like, well, I would give them a fake name. You're way smarter than me because I probably wouldn't even <laughs> thought twice about it. I'd have been like, my name is Gary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll give them a male name because I'm like suspicious of everyone. If everyone knows that i'm a solo traveling female i like i wear one of my rings on my ring finger and like make it sound like i'm meeting people and like i'm just like so paranoid about not in like a bad way but in like a i'm gonna do everything i can to protect myself and make it seem like i have a big group of people waiting for me or something i've seen the movie taken oh god (laughs) (laughs) um okay so the second crime I'm going to talk about is, um, so that went unsolved for like 10 years. Okay. So. Um, maybe a little longer. Nope. Just 10 years. Not just, but you know what I mean? 10 years. 10 years. Um, Margaret Eby was our, actually our first victim. Okay. I was going to ask that cause you said it was connected to another crime. Yes. So. She was also a pretty brunette in her mid-50s. Interesting. Um, She was a music professor at the University of Michigan, Flint. Um, She lived in Flint, which is about 75 miles away from where Nancy was murdered. I think Nancy was murdered right inside of Detroit, like kind of... Probably by the airport. Yeah, not far from the airport because like... Flight attendant. You're not going to... Yeah, they're not going to send you super far away. Yeah. Um, She was raped and murdered in her home. 
1986, which is five years before Nancy. Okay. Um, she was found in her bedroom, and her wounds were almost exactly the same as Nancy's. So the shallow cuts and then the really deep cut in the throat. Ugh. Um, and her body position was also the same as Nancy's, which I did forget to mention. Um, she was bound. So there was, like, twine around her wrists and her ankles. This is upsetting. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. Um... They didn't have a ton of security at their home, um, even though they lived in a nicer part of town. Um, they did have a gate, but the gate was u- usually left open. Um, and then my notes say gate also, but that's it. <laughs> so I, I don't know what else about the gate. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Super helpful, I know. Um, there was a fingerprint, a partial fingerprint found on the faucet knob from Margaret's bathroom. DNA was also collected, but in 1986, it was not being tested in Michigan yet. Okay. So, like, they just didn't have the technology in the state yet. Okay. Um, so that one also went unsolved until 2001, when... Jeffrey Gorton was arrested. He, Jeffrey, had a criminal record um, from the state of Florida. And Florida. in the early 1980s, he broke into and robbed two homes and was convicted. He was sentenced to four and a half years, but only served about a year and was released on February 15th, 1985. What's especially infuriating about this is if he had served the entire four and a half years, Margaret Eby would not be dead because he killed her in 86. Yeah. So that's really infuriating. Like that just really bothers me because like he should have still been in prison. So yeah, I just I hate that. That one's tough because it was what robberies you said yeah so so it it doesn't seem like they were violent yeah so that's what so, makes it tough yeah so you it's like, probably wouldn't assume that he's gonna escalate but yeah well they should there should have been some more warning bells because um it said that when police like went to his home after so they like I don't know exactly how they they got onto him as a suspect for Margaret and Nancy's killings, but um, I think it's because he he worked for a um a yard company that did the um in ground sprinkler system at Margaret's house. Oh, so he had been at her house, and I think they just kind of like was she married. Yes, she was married and she had at least one son. Oh. Um, but so like, I don't, again, I don't know exactly how they got onto him, but that, you know, they, they found that she, he had been there. Um, and then I'm, I think it might've been the, the, the crimes from Florida. I think they had collected his DNA and in 01, I think they, tested it and we're like this is really close or like a fingerprint or something 
something connected him to these crimes and i don't know for sure what it was okay which is really irritating and i'm really sorry i should have looked into it more so um he so he worked for that that in-ground sprinkler system company it was a family company that his i think his parents owned um he was a super creep as i put in my notes super creep oh wait that's super freak (laughs) still accurate um he would knock women down um and pull off their slips slash underwear and then take off that's odd isn't that super creepy that's just that's weird um so when the police like had a search warrant and like searched his home they found hundreds oh god of pairs of women's underwear or slips or undergarments Jeez. so he would like one of my sources said that he would like go into their yard if they had clothes on the line oh and like take those two um several of the undergarments had people's names and descriptions written on them oh my god what the hell yeah isn't that super gross that's just really creepy so um they also found a tape where he was modeling women's undergarments like bras underwear um hose now i don't know if these are the victims clothings like people's that he stole or or if he he bought them for himself yeah which like if that's what you want to do fine but like don't steal it from other people and then wear them that's kind of weird weird buy it for yourself it's okay yeah um so police followed him to a skating rink where they watched him and when he left a cup he'd been drinking from on the table police rushed in and took it to get it tested which is why i think the fingerprint was what led them to him first not the dna not the dna because they were already watching him and that's how they got the first set of dna could they have been watching him because of like one of these attacks on women or something i don't know and then they were like well let's just test the dna because who knows see because who knows seems like a little convenient to me to like stumble across this killer so i feel like there had to be something more substantial where he was living at this point um somewhere in michigan so in michigan still Mm -hmm. yep so he's so he came from michigan went to florida for a few years and then came back to michigan and he had um gotten married and he had at least one maybe two kids new so that's why he was at the skate rink was with his kids. kids Oh. yeah and they actually in traumatizing the, in the show that i watched they had um video surveillance like um security video of him at the skate rink mm-hmm. like sitting there eating a piece of pizza and drinking out of this pop cup and then um he gets up and you see like two planes close police officers like rush to the table and right. like shove the cup into a bag um but when they got that tested it actually had two different sets of dna on it interesting so i'm thinking well like if you think about it you buy a pop and your kid's like dad i'm thirsty can i have a sip you don't you know you don't want to go buy another pop so you just like yeah here whatever yeah like that so um after they brought him in and did an interrogation they 
he talked to them for a while and then they like dropped this whole like well then why is your fingerprint in margaret's bathroom when he's like i've never been in that house i've never been oh so then after that that's when they were he was like i want a lawyer and they're like well (laughs) lol you're under arrest yeah and then they took his dna and got it tested and it was 100 percent match so that was when they were like yeah for sure this it was this guy um and then one other real creepy thing was that during his trial there was a juror there who looked just like nancy and margaret and apparently he was just like fixated on her scary as hell yeah and like the defense attorney was like it he could not stop looking at this woman and and she was like that's when i knew like this was going to be a one hell of a trial that i don't like that at all yeah could you imagine being that juror Ugh. well like you're already uncomfortable probably like and then yeah. to just have someone who's literally murdered two people just like fixate on you Ugh. yeah no, thank you very uncomfortable so um i don't know how long he'll be in prison i'm pretty sure it was life i was gonna say two women you would think i'm pretty sure it was life i don't know if he's still alive or not um but i do know he was convicted so that's good <laughs> as long as he stays in prison this time did you say you had theories no i don't think so oh i thought you just said that there was theories on nancy no because i'm just like i'm wondering like why and how did oh like like how he picked her yeah okay so um one of the things that they said was like that he was literally just like hanging out in that stairwell because a he had a fixation on stewardesses at the time is what they called them so flight attendants um like he just was like really attracted to them so he knew that was one of the places that they stayed they would stay and so he was just like hanging out in that stairwell stairwell and when she enters her room he just rushes the door and gets inside the hotel room so she didn't even have a chance no she didn't even have a chance yeah that's that's what they believe um really quick i'm gonna do my sources and then we can talk about hotel safety okay (laughs) um so my sources were truecrimetravel.com um freep.com um which was an article about the investigation discovery lake erie murders um which is a tv show that you have to pay for so i didn't um rmidland.com and forensic files season nine episode 25 silk stockings so that was a really good episode actually i it's yeah that's scary so let's talk about hotel safety as two people that have spent pretty much uh, a good chunk of our lives in different hotels because of our dad's job and being able to travel with him um, we have some tips. <laughs> I also have seen a lot of TikToks. <laughs> have you seen the one by the girl who's a flight attendant and like what she does to check her? Yes. Room? Yeah, me yeah. too. She she does a really nice job. Yep. So um, always check behind your curtains. Yes. Lock your door. Um, I have a nifty little like door lock that you can bring with you to hotels. I and got it on Amazon. It's really small. It's and it's really easy to use because oh, yeah. I've used it. Yep. And it's just like you like put it flush against the door and then you close the or against the door jam. Yep. 
and then you close the door and then there's like a plastic piece that sticks out behind the door and you slide a little piece inside it like hooks Um, yeah it's super i'm making it sound really confusing to use but it's really really easy (laughs) and it was like 15 bucks really that's it yeah it was really cheap so just look up like door locks or hotel door locks on amazon just make sure you're aware of your surroundings, especially if you're traveling alone, yes. male or female. Yep. And like I said, I always make it sound like I'm meeting people, even if I'm not, which 99.9% of the time I am meeting people. Yeah. But like um, one time I went on vacation, I was chatting with another person and I was like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend is, you know, picking me up at the airport or whatever. And I just like made it sound like I was, you know, being picked up by someone and not taking the transit by myself which i was really doing so just like also be aware you know just always be paying attention to your surroundings like it's easy to put your headphones on and just ignore everybody else but just be aware yeah trust your gut instincts absolutely if you feel like something is off don't definitely could be be afraid to tell somebody or whatever so yeah just be smart you guys um also our dad has a story i think this is dad's story where he like got checked into a hotel room and someone was already in that room oops have you heard that story am i I making that up is he making that up he could definitely be making that up i feel like it might have been mom but mom doesn't mom doesn't travel enough by herself i'm pretty sure it was dad and like some someone else was already in that room and he like open the door so anytime you're in your room like lock it yeah it's, it doesn't hurt to just put that like extra lock on the top like it's usually like a chain or a metal bar just put that on you know just as extra security because our dad isn't a creep but he could have been yeah <laughs> you know and like that was an honest mistake by the hotel so you just never know and we care about you guys yes. so just be safe out there yes please be safe and um i can I'll just like link the Amazon product. That's a really good idea. When we post on yeah, for that's this. a good idea. Um, because I love it. I actually use it every night on my normal door. Yeah, and like I said, it. She never showed me how to use it or anything, and I just like popped it right in and was able to use it. Yeah, too. So it's super easy. Perfect. Well, anything else to say? Hmm. Have a great Tuesday. Have a great Tuesday, guys. Or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or whenever you're day you're to listening to this. this. Hi, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.